Welcome to Around the Board, a show where four board game enthusiasts discuss board game topics and news. Here are your hosts, Andy Barnett, Chris Thomason, Daniel Connors, and John Theismann. Now, join us Around the Board. Go, guys. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, hey. Uh, hey, I've got a uh, fun little uh, trolling story. Those of you might have noticed, Andy is quite the troller. He's constantly trolling. What are you talking and about? That's, yeah, whatever. As he is right now. And I had the opportunity to uh, to troll someone pretty well here recently. I was at a uh, Dollar General. I was up front by the candy, you know, by the register. Mm-hmm. And this poor guy was up there trying to buy something. He had a handful of things he put up on the counter. And uh, he was, you know, sitting there for a few seconds, getting pretty perturbed because nobody was at the register. Because shockingly, at a Dollar General, there's nobody up there. Uh, I think the, Gotta the keep Vegas. Down somehow. Yeah, I think the Vegas line and over under at a employees at Dollar General is like one and a half. So you never know. If anybody's going to yeah, be it's not, sounds it's about not right. very often. So he's up there getting getting upset, and I'm, I just kind of lean over. I say, hey, I think there's a bell up there you can ring. And so he reaches out. Sure enough, there was. Ding, ding. He hits this bell. And very nice. And little did we know, just a few feet away was the cashier. We just couldn't see her. And she's like, <laughs> oh, no. she's a little put out. She's like, I'm coming up there, you know, or something like that. You, know, you can tell she was put out. And then when she gets up to the register, I turn to her and say, yeah, I told him not to ring that bell. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen this guy's face when he turned to look at me. I mean, mouth open, eyes wide. He's like, <laughs> like, he showed me where the bell was. I'm like, I just start cracking up. It was well played, sir. Well played. That, that gets the Andy seal of approval. But I, I'm, con- I'm confused, though. What did that have to do about fishing? Oh, is that, what, is that what trolling is? You don't know what trolling is? Yeah, that's what fishermen <laughs> do. That's where it all comes from. You cast it and then you, you you reel it in. You're trolling the bait. Oh goodness, is yeah. that is that spelled <laughs> is that differently? Really the case? Yes. Is that really what that means? Yeah, I think I it's spelled differently, right? No. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't think there's any other way you could spell trolling. Yeah. I I don't think it's like you're a troll under a bridge. I mean, I know I that's thought it what was Andy a mythical is, creature. But... Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was because they're like a mythical obnoxious. creature. That lives on sarcasm. Yeah, they're like obnoxious, and you, you have to feed the troll by, by either paying them or they'll destroy you. Nope, nope. It's 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 I trolling don't them it's along. I think, trolling I think Daniel's people probably along. Right. That's right. Daniel's well, right. you know what? Let hey, let our Daniel. Uh, fans that's not decide. why people are here. That's right. That is not why people are here. <laughs> that's Do you know why, why people are here? Us, but if you want to set it straight, put it in the comments on what that actually is. Yes. Yep. <laughs> now the reason we're all really here. If you don't know by now, where the heck have you been? Around the Board is all about debating different topics in tabletop gaming in four unique segments, each hosted by one of us. A behind-the-scenes judge will award points, and at the end of the show, whoever has the most points will get to take to their soapbox to talk about whatever they want. With that said, let's go to segment number one, hosted by Old Man Chris. Hey, guys. So I have a special edition today of play shelf trade <laughs> yes i can't wait to hear the games because chris always does a great job of picking the games that's right uh, see he, he does something sounds good thing i'm not the one that does the points because obviously john's already kissing up so but anyways it's time to go all aboard for train game <laughs> all right wow. look at that found that at a, at a local little uh I uh, had a, a, a staycation with the family last week, and we went to this like uh, 
uh, old settlers kind of thing uh, called Deanna Rose around here, and they had I got this hat for a nice two fifty. Nice, it, was very it looks like it. I yeah. went to Union Station. I will tell you this. I appreciate it. Uh, I went to Union Station uh, like a few days later, and they wanted this two twenty dollars for the same hat. So you know, staying on brand for Chris, getting it for two fifty instead of the uh, Daniel twenty. Nice. Anyways, um, so today going with train games. So we got uh, we got a couple of good ones on here. Um, so first of all, ride the rails. Uh, it's a capstone game. Uh, came out in twenty twenty. I actually just recently played this one. It was the uh, the last one I played of the of the of the trilogy of Irish Gage, Ride the Rails, and Iberian Gage. Um, the man, Iron I don't know Rails I, trilogy. Iron Rails is the official term. Yep. There you go. Um, so we got that one. Then we also have kind of the uh, the intro game to the 18xx series of 1846. Uh, I've played that one the most. Uh, I've played a couple other ones, but it's uh, it's a good one. And then we got another game on here for the casual gamer uh, that enjoys uh, having a single action uh, theme two different ways of either draw cards or, or draw cards. Um, the uh, dumpster fire that is Ticket to Ride. So, um, Tell us how you really feel, Chris. What's your thoughts, Andy? <laughs> oh, I'm up first. Okay, well, uh, thank you. Um, uh, I appreciate it. Let me, let me set my timer here because I don't want to accidentally go over. Okay, there we go. Um, so uh, out of those games, uh, I don't know Ride the Rails. Um, I really, I mean, I, I play. I guess I played Irish Gage. Okay, so I played Irish Gage. I played Chicago Express. I'm not a big train fan, but I will say that uh, I did enjoy Irish Gage. I, I did enjoy uh, Chicago Express. So maybe Ride the Rails is something I want to play. So I'll, I'll put that on the play. We'll play that just because, just to humor you, Chris, to humor you because you you have got such an awesome hat and uh, you deserve to be humored. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'll do that. I will keep. I will. I. I w- uh, you're going to make fun of me for this. I might have just gained a point for that, but I'm going to lose a point probably for this. I'm going to keep Ticket to Ride. I'm sorry. I, I, it's not my favorite game in the world. It is my wife's favorite, though, and, and she likes to beat me at it uh, frequently. And it's just it's just a good game to have on the shelf. It's a classic gateway game. I've got to keep it. I can't get rid of it. And then I'm going to send the 18xx far, far away because everything I've heard from about 18xx games is they just take forever. It, forever to learn. I heard you you guys were learned how to play one for like three hours. And no, no, thank you. No, no. No, thank you at all. So that's uh, that's that's my play shelf and trade uh, picks. Excellent. On to you, sir, Chris. You chose, I mean, I'm you sorry, chose not keep Chris. as one of your options again, Andy. What's that? You chose keep as one of your options again. What was it supposed to be? Play shelf trade. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep shelf is not one of I'm the options. Sh- there, we shelf go. is ticket to ride. Trade is uh, 18xx. Play is uh, that other one. Right. <laughs> Daniel, you should be ashamed of your shelf. Get it? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, let's see. The three that I would pick here. What three would I pick? I think I would pick the three that Chris mentioned because that's the rules. Um, (laughs) Unlike unlike Andy, who likes to routinely go counterclockwise, I like to throw that up there. I'm not sure if the audience caught it there. It's in such like innate state that he tried to send it back to me. I know that's counterclockwise. Well, as we as as we uh, mentioned, it is un-American. So there you go. Uh, We know the true feelings of Andy. So all right. Well, uh, I am going to say play is going to be. 
ride the rails, ride the rails all day long. If you watched my uh, recap of the games I played, I told you guys how much I loved that game. Um, I really liked Abiri Engage, and I thought that was going to be my favorite in the Iron Rail series. But I think uh, Ride the Rails is actually going to be my favorite. And it's definitely going to be the one I am going to keep. Um, and then Shelf is going to be uh, Ticket to... Oh, not Ticket to Ride. <laughs> I just wanted to see how Chris would respond. Uh, 18XX. Because uh, I had a great experience with it. I've played it twice now. Uh, I wish I could play it more. But it just takes so long. And it takes an entire day to play. And um, so I'm going to put that one on the shelf. So when the time is right, we'll play that one. And then the last one is Ticket to Ride. Because if you're going to play Ticket to Ride, you might as well just play Ethnos, which is vastly superior and pretty much the same game. So there you go. Yeah, I'm for it. I don't understand how those are related, but sure. I don't see how they're that's the same. That's always game. a better choice. Oh. They do both have cards. No, they're 100% oh, related. You draw a no. card from the display or you play cards. That is 100% what Ticket to Ride is. But Ethnos now you is have an area control. control game. Ethos is an area control yeah, game that is fantasy themed. It has Ticket nothing to, ride, to do with it. Some could say is an area control game. No, it's a route building sure. game. I mean, it's a route, I, I, I see area. the parallel. I'm, I'm I don't not see sure the parallel on it, but I see the well, parallel. So uh, that's fair. Those of you at home, let us know in the comments who is right. I think I am right, and there is a big parallel between Ticket to Ride and Ethnos, and they'll let us no, know. Not at all. Yes. Anyway, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna go uh, the route of uh, Andy here and use the wrong word for everything that I do. So <laughs> the game I'm going to enjoy. Is <laughs> is going to be ride the rails because I played Iberian Gage and it's good, so we'll give that one a shot. Like like Daniel likes to say, Capstone games are awesome, and so yeah. I think that whole series is probably I think that, Hashtag, that, not a that series is probably all yet. pretty good. I don't have a suck up sound effect yet, but I'll, I'll work on it. There you go. Record that. <laughs> uh, the game I'm going to store is going to be. Probably, probably Ticket to Ride because I've got one on my shelf now. Ticket to Ride New York, and which that's really all the Ticket to Ride you need. Is, to, is I don't know if any of you are familiar with these smaller Ticket to Ride games, like Ticket it. to Ride New York, where it's this just tiny little game. I mean, you play it in like fifteen minutes, and it's like that, that's all I needed. I'm good. I'm out. So that one's actually pretty good. That, that uh, does so, sound like the best Ticket to Ride. Game yeah, the short, the yes, exactly. <laughs> and I'll uh, agree. That's all you need. Just one. Yes. And the uh, the game I'm going to throw away is 18xx whichever one it was. There we go. I'm 1846. Done. I'm out. I'm out. It's a I pulled this off my shelf just to show, and I forgot to. So there you go. What was it? Ride the rail in all of its glory. Okay. Sorry. Ah, there we go. That, sorry. Nice. I thought you were pulling an 18xx off. I was like, what? No, I can't do that. Yeah, I didn't think so. Chris, what about you? Uh well, <laughs> that this uh, I think this one's going to be a, a, a big surprise. <laughs> we're going to start. We're going to start with the trade of Ticket to Ride. But what? What? I, what? I don't, I don't even know how I'd be able to move it. I don't know why anyone would want the game. But anyways, Ooh. I'll try to trade it. Um Ooh. and uh, man, which one to play? I just played Ride the Rails, and I haven't played an 18xx game in a couple of months. So I'm going to play 1846 and Shelf Ride the Rails. So. But, uh, but you know what? Uh, there, I know there's other people out there like me that appreciate the train games, and uh, we as a community, people, viewers, we need to rise up, and we, and we need to at some point work together and force Andy and John to play an 18xx game. So, uh, by your comments, by your likes, or something of that nature, someday 
it will happen. I agree. I like how uh, I like how I, Andy started, started that, that timer way. as soon as you mentioned Andy played the uh, game. As soon as you started talking about me, I was like, I'm starting the timer. Let's get, let's get him out of here. Play him off. Speaking of speaking of talking too long, uh, is that what this next topic is about, Daniel? What's what, what's segment two here all about? Yeah. So the next subject is about table talk, and that's a broad word. So I'm going to be a little more specific with it, and so that you guys understand where we're coming from, <clears throat> Andy. Okay. So. Table talk is in this conversation. Gangsta engineer. Gangsta locomotive. Yeah. Hashtag gangsta locomotive. Okay. Uh, um, so, yeah, table talk in this conversation is going to be um, the idea of how much you should be able to say uh, strategy wise um, to your opponent. So, example, uh, when you are playing a game of let's say uh, root, let's say we're playing root and there's this obvious move that the marquee should be taking and they just don't do it. And when they don't do that, they are going to allow the eerie to come in and, and just wreak havoc on all that you're doing, all that they're doing. You should be able to say something and go, uh, Hey, 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 you, do you realize that if you take that move, you just handed the game over and then they go, Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Thanks for pointing that out. So that's what I mean by table talk. So are you obligated in a game to actually point out the obvious move when somebody did not get that? Or do you just let them t take the move and go, well, I'm going to win now because they took that ridiculously stupid move that nobody should have ever have taken. So what do you guys think? I'll say from my opinion to the end. So what about uh, John? What do you think? Well, interesting uh, point that you bring up there, because in the game Root, you're pretty much doing table talk the whole time, and unless we're the only ones that do that, and I find that hard to believe, <laughs> because that's one of those games where, like, I think we've discussed it a little bit before, it's so asymmetric, you can get so caught up in what you're doing mm -hmm. that you don't pay attention to what someone else is doing, and you can't see that they're two, way, two turns away from winning unless somebody points it out to you. And that happens a lot in Root, where you're like, hey, we, you gang up on somebody. I know people gang up on me whenever I'm near and you just start out with all these points, and it's like, no, nah, we, can't, we can't let him keep doing this. So I don't know if that is a game that would you would want to limit table talk to. Now, in other games, I would say it would be towards the end of the game that I would find it acceptable, not the whole game, where maybe you are going to give somebody an advantage late in the game, and you could point that out to somebody that, hey, I know you want to do that but you see x y and z could happen so I don't know, it's it's a fine line for sure but i think you just kind of let the game play along to me it, it, unless it's a game like that where it's area control i think the the little table talk as far as strategy goes is probably the better okay all right perfect timing again uh but that's what i got what say you there chris how much do you talk table talk during those 18xx games buddy Okay, well, uh, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of time to do it because game's so long. But, but actually, the, you're, the games are so intense. Uh, since you asked, since games are so intense, like there actually isn't a lot of time to do it because you're thinking about all the different moves you can make and how. What if they do that and that stuff? But we'll we'll, we'll table that for a different time. Um, but it's time to buckle in, people, because it's time for story time with Chris, baby. <laughs> I feel very confident I know the origin of this um, <laughs> this uh, topic. Mm -hmm. A few weeks ago, actually it's been a couple months ago, 
Daniel and I and a few other people were playing a game of Power Grid. And the board state was in such a way that if Daniel just built a bunch of uh, buildings, he would have built a 17 and he would have had more power plants than us because we just didn't have the power. We had, we would have powered more cities than us because we just didn't have the power plants. And so Daniel has played before, which again, I'll get back to my particular here, but this five this puts years it ago, in, but go ahead. <laughs> this, but this puts it, this puts it into perspective exactly what I'm talking about this situation. So I was playing with Daniel experienced gamer, as well as other experienced gamers. I looked in the eyes of the other experienced gamers. They all saw the board. We all looked at each other and we're like, yep, this game's over. We're just waiting for Daniel to, to go through the motions. And he didn't. So we're like, okay, well, we're just going to play it long for another round. And hopefully maybe we can make up the difference. Well, truth be told, we did play for another hour. And then Daniel beat us in the most beat down fashion of all time. I've ever seen a power print. He needed more. He could have built more buildings that were possible. So uh, more cities were possible. So, uh, my opinion is it depends on the player. If, if they are a seasoned player and they should know better, they know the game, they know how to play games, stuff like that. No, you don't tell them because uh, just there, there's no reason to. I mean, I guess if you want to be that guy and try to get a personal advantage by telling them like, oh, don't go go there and do that because it will help you when around you're trying to help yourself. I guess it's kind of shady, but sure, whatever. That's fine. But in my opinion, if they don't know any better, then be helpful to people. But if they should know better, nah, nah, let them figure it out themselves. All right, well. That's what I did, and it came back to haunt me even more. <laughs> it did, it did. And you should have told me that I could have won yeah. the game because we could have ended that misery one yes. hour before it ended. No, it was a great True. game, actually. I say misery, but I, I rekindled yeah. my love for the game. So, All right, what about uh, okay. Andy? I believe it's your turn. What do you say about Table Talk? It is my turn, and I'm glad I get to go right before you, Daniel, because I am going to eviscerate everything you're going to say, because I already know what you're going to say, and it's going to be awful. I mean, just putrid. Um, there is one reason that you play board games, in my opinion. Do you know what that reason is? Anyone? Anyone? To have fun? When? No, I'm going to tell you, in, in the words of the great Herm Edwards, You play to win the game. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> you play to win the game. Exactly. You play to win the game. So can you talk during games? Should there be table talk? Absolutely. But only if it benefits you. I don't want to see any of this nonsense where you're like, oh, that's the better move. You should do that. First of all, first of all, why are you helping someone? Well, what are you? What's your goal here? Are you trying to get them into the hobby? Are you trying to be a nice guy? Or are you trying to play to win the game? I mean, we're here for a reason, and that is to eviscerate our opponents. I mean, that's why I'm on this show, at least. Uh, and, you know, I, I take pride in it. I did it last time. I hope I do it again. Um, but look, here's the deal. Uh, no, I don't like this. 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 The other thing is, there's a lot of people that don't want those ideas, those advice. I mean, that's that's kind of belittling. You know, if I'm learning a game and people go, "Well, Dad, you didn't do that." right you do, let me learn let me learn by failing that's what's wrong with america now it's wrong with everything all society it's all it's all messed up man everybody wants to give a participation award no no absolutely not <laughs> all right well, is that it Tell us how you're really are you feeling. done <laughs> right, go ahead daniel okay no timer on him wow that was white hot and i loved it yes okay uh so yes <laughs> There are reasons we play the game, play the games. It's to have fun. It's to win. But it's also to socialize. So when we are socializing in a game, it is common for common mistakes to be made. 
And when I say table talk to help people strategize, I'm not saying like, hey, John, this is your best move. And John's like, what? I didn't even know it was my turn. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when the person looks at the table and goes, that sounds oh. realistic. <laughs> when, they, when they look at the table and go, oh, wait, what just happened? And if you don't bring it up in the moment, what's going to happen is Andy time. And you're going to have the person sitting there for 15 minutes going, what's the best move? And the whole time you're like, it's right there. It's obviously right there. Just tell them. Just tell them that's their best move. Now, if you tell them and they choose not to do it, that's on them. But if, but if it could cut 20 minutes off of a game for the love, tell them what their best move is. Uh, so that's my first point. My second point is um, when you take a hard nose approach to a game, it can really ruin the experience. Um, if you accidentally, you know, if you're like a kid and you're like, I'm going to take uh, move my king here because we all know the chess rules, right? And you're like, move it. And then you take your finger off. You're like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. And they're like, no, 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 no. You can't, you can't take that back. Like those are bad experiences. And who wants to play in a game like that? And I feel like the lack of tabletop is exactly that. If somebody is really struggling, they don't know what they're doing, um, and they are about to just literally hand over the game because they took the stupidest move. I'm not even talking about like, there's three moves they're kind of all equal one's better but the other two are like eh, maybe i'm talking about like the stupid move like nobody in their right mind would take this move you need to let them know you need to be like hey that's not quite right and then go back to uh, chris's point about the power grid that would have ended one hour earlier if you would have just told me <laughs> i had enough to win the game i didn't realize i had enough to win the game anyways there you go table talk is completely appropriate so, Daniel, uh, by your logic there, you're okay with me taking back moves then? A hundred percent, yes. As Are long you as me, the... Daniel takes back, Daniel takes yeah. back moves all the time. I know. Who do but you that think is you're terrible. What to? a terrible way to play! But wait a minute, I need to retcon that. Wait, did I just lose a point for that? No, that's that. that's ridiculous. No, you do take back turns. If you if the board state hasn't changed, then it's completely okay to take your turn back and go like, wait, 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 wait we need to move. So but that's a topic for another day. When I first got into board games, we played by a very simple rule. Do you know what that rule was? Uh, laid it, laid it, played it. No. That is that laid is, it, played it, baby. No. That is that is a way. And how many of those uh, people do you still play games with, uh, Andy? The laid it, played it people. Hmm. Yeah. I, I'll have to think about I, that. I, exactly, exactly. I've, I've heard of some uh, table flip moments with you and your game groups in the past. So. <laughs> Actually, the funny thing is is I, I say that, but I'm the worst violator of that always. I'm always like, oh, look, can I please do this, please? I, I meant to do this. Please, please let me. Yes. Mm. Anyway. No, I, I mean, maybe, you, yeah, you're probably the worst at, like, like, asking and whining about it, so to speak. And that, not, like, whining, but, like, that, like, please, please, can I, can I do this? But actually, the worst offender of the actual thing is Daniel. Like, That's Daniel, right. like, if you haven't played a game with Daniel That's for five fair. minutes, if he's not like, oh, wait, let me go back three turns real quick. No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I don't go back that Crazy. far. But you're right. Because, again, games should be fun. And if you're not having fun and enjoying the experience, then why play? And if my, uh, if I took a stupid move because I was hastily go being rushed or going through it, I should be able to take my move back. But why does it keep coming back to this? That's not what the topic You're was about. To <laughs> the topic game. was about whether or not you could uh, let it. Well, you know what, guys? Hello. You play to win the game. Whatever. No, you play to have fun, and you know it. So let us know. Do you play to have fun, or do you play to win? Let us know, and let us know who you think is right and why I should not have lost that point. We're halfway through. Uh, let's get a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. 
The year is 2914. All that's left is us. And those beasts. I say us, but you know what I mean. Some of us. The rest were all taken. Some say it's a religious thing. Me? I don't know. What I do know is this. Nearly 25% of Earth's population disappeared overnight. And if that's not creepy enough, soon after, a plague of sorts descended on us. Raptors. Thousands of them started appearing everywhere. Now, they hunt us day and night. Some call it God's judgment. Others call it... Raptor Rapture! Join your friends in this post-apocalyptic tabletop adventure for one to five players. Will you survive the night? Will you meet your maker? Will the raptors feast on your flesh? Roll the dice and find out. Raptor Rapture, coming soon to Kickstarter. Well, alrighty then. Uh, welcome back to Around the Board. It's time for segment number three as we get started, uh, and uh, the host would be uh, yours truly. Uh, this is a game we're going to feature, and I want to ask some questions about it. You might recognize the game by its theme song. Dun 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 da 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 da. da. That's right. It is Dominion, uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Re- no, oh, no, no, no. That's no, an IP Dominion. they have not done yet. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Dominion the Card Game. Oh, that yes. one came out a while back, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Dominion. I'll tell you my thoughts, but only after Daniel starts us off. Daniel. All right. Well, Dominion, it is a uh, one of the classic deck building games. I'm sure many of you guys are aware of it. They've come out with a second edition now, um, so that uh, it refreshes the whole genre and refreshes the game. Uh, but Dominion is a classic game, and it deserves all of its accolades that it has received. Um, We can be really jaded about games in the past because they are not the new hotness, because there's things that have come out that are uh, better, but they've just really just evolved what has already been out there. But I challenge any one of you to play Dominion and not tell me that, you know what? That was a good time. That was a good time. Because we all like deck builders. Most of of us like deck builders. And if you like deck building, there's no reason you shouldn't like Dominion. The the game is completely simple. It is uh, the simplicity of it is what keeps it one of these great games at the top of its class. Uh, These other ones that have come out afterwards, they've complicated it. They keep adding more and more things, and it just gets rid of the ease and the simplicity of the game. Now, one of my favorite games is a deck builder, Marvel Legendary. That one's a little more complex with a lot of extra extra keywords and such. I can understand that there is room for improvement but sometimes you just have to go back and appreciate the original, appreciate your grandfather, and appreciate your elders. Thank you. <sighs> Daniel, like let me take it from neighbors. there, buddy. <laughs> yes, a little bit. Um, let me shatter your uh, your dream world there about Dominion, because Dominion is not... We've, we argued if Crokinole is a game before, and I think we conclusively <laughs> concluded it is not, but... Then we we could talk about is Dominion even a game because it's not really a game it's it's really a mechanic and the mechanic is deck building and it's it's if you've never deck built before it's it's a great way to learn how to how to do deck building yeah. but once you get past that there's really not much there to keep you coming back and to me it's almost like as bad as Monopoly is 
Oh. Imagine if if Monopoly, the main mechanic, which is roll and move. Imagine if that's all you did is roll and move, and then it's the next guy's turn. That's basically what Dominion is. It's it's something that can be a part of a really good game, but that's all it is. It's just that part. And I I unlike some of these other classic games, that once again I'm not the big classic game fan in this in this show, but when I played games like Car- Carcassonne, Catan, Puerto Rico. I do enjoy them. It's they're not my favorite thing, but I do enjoy them, and I could come back to them. Dominion, on the other hand, no, it's it's a mechanic. It's not a game. Get rid of it. It's trash. If John, it's trade. It's get rid of. John, John, John. You've got those little signs, right? Have you got that one that says "board game snob"? I do. That's right. Can you hold that up, please? Hold that up. <laughs> that's right. That's that's you. That's you right now. Because listen, listen. First of uh, all, I it's your turn yet. It is not my turn, but I got to say something. You, you, both you and Daniel have, have used the term deck building. We may have amateurs in the audience that are not aware of that. They're thinking, what, what are they talking about? Are they talking about uh, building a structure in the, their backyard? Yes. Um, maybe that. Well, maybe if our host of the segment would have actually explained the game. Boom. <laughs> oh, I thought I was supposed to wait till the end to explain. Whatever. Not to explain it. Okay. Chris. <laughs> Let's hear what you have to say. Uh, yeah, I was there for you with you a minute there, Andy. But then, yeah, Daniel, Daniel wrecked you. I'm sorry. Um, I, and, and honestly, John, like I can't. I, I first when you first said it's it's not a game, it's a mechanic. Like I was just like ah, but then I kind of agree with you. But <laughs> but here's the deal, right? Like like that's just part of our community and part of what board games are, right? Like some game will come out and it does a thing. And it changes the community, literally. It changes the industry of the board game community going forward because that thing that that game did now becomes part of all these other games in the future. So, so yeah, I'll agree with you. It is a mechanic, but but it, it changes. It, it, it was so important that it changed the landscape of game, board game going forward. But even then, even then, it, it's given... There's a difference in Dominion opposed to deck building in other games. Like, for example, I, I've tried to play... Um, oh, lost the, the game name. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Daniel knew exactly where I was going. He knows my brain. I tried to play that game, and Daniel was like, yeah, it's a deck builder plus these other things. Great game. So, so I, I played it, and he was like, no, it's not exactly like Dominion. You're like, you, there's these other things going on. I was like, well, sure, but I figured like with most games, like, okay, well, I'll start with doing this thing, and then I'll finish with this other side. And I found out you can't do that. You have to do those things the whole time. Yeah. And that it's not even a deck builder. It's like an action taker like a, you buy actions is all it is it's not really a deck builder at all which ruined it for me because i love dominion i love dominion yes there are some problems with it um you, you just run in that problem of owning all of them and it's like well then now which which cards do i use and it, it, there is some problems with it as a whole like it's almost like a lifestyle game but <laughs> then it actually causes a problem being a lifestyle game yeah so it, it has its flaws it's all like i can't deny it but the pure game is beautiful. I actually played it, the original core box, no expansions, with some new people well, within the last six months. I had a blast, they had a blast. So I still really like it. Um, it can have its have, have its uh, issues, but again, it changed our industry. So it will always be have a, sp- a special place in my heart. There you go. Thank you, Chris. So, Andy, why don't you explain what the game does? So the game is a uh, deck builder. <laughs> And I don't need to explain that to any of you. You're all beyond <laughs> that. So, 
I'm going to take issue with a couple things that were said recently here. Uh, I'll start with Chris because it's the most fresh in my mind. Uh, Lost Ruins of Arnak and, and a game like Dune Imperium, those are not deck builders. I- I'm sorry. They're not deck builders. I agree with you. That was my problem. Okay, okay, okay. Because they say those are deck builders, but you really hardly go through that deck at all. I mean, it's it's come on, that's not a deck builder. A deck builder is Dominion in its purest sense, because you are consistently going through that deck and and changing things and getting rid of chaff, and and it's it's got its unique mechanic. Now, look, look, I was going to go down on the negative side of Dominion, but then I saw what John said, and I just can't let it slide. There's a few <laughs> things that John did there that are just really upsetting. First of all, why did you have to bring Puerto Rico and Carcassonne and Catan into this? Those are classic <laughs> games. And don't, they don't have nothing and to do with better. this. Leave them alone. They're great <laughs> games. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Now, where was I? Don't know. Um, I they're better. They're better than Dominion. <laughs> listen, Dominion is a fine game. It, it, you're right. It does thrive mostly on its unique mechanic, but it was the first one to do so, I believe. I think, I think it was before Ascension, wasn't yes. it? Ascension was around yeah, the same yeah. time. Dominion but, was the first. Dominion was the first, and it was and it was awesome. I mean, we played it to death, man. We probably played that game hundreds of times when we first got it. I remember getting it in two thousand, probably nine for me. I know it came out in 08. Um and yeah, I played it to death. It was awesome, but it kind of did run its course. Um, and after, after over time, I, I I really don't. I have a fondness for it, but I really don't have much desire to play it. I will say that one of the things that ruined it for me was uh, playing it on uh, online or on a phone, and and that just expedited the process even faster. And, and that does, you know, the digital versions of games. Uh, they do that a lot of times. They ruin classic games. Uh, I will say that I think the games that have come since that use that deck building mechanic are, are there's some that are really fantastic. I mean, uh, a lot of people love Clank. Um, my favorite probably is Tyrants of the Underdark, which uh, combines both that uh, deck building and uh, a little bit of uh, area control, well, a lot of area control and a- exploration. And so that's uh, probably my favorite deck builder. But anyway, uh, Dominion. Uh, Great for what it was. It belongs in the Board Game Hall of Fame, but uh, I, I could uh, do without it now. Yeah, for I someone think... that was so so vehemently disagreeing with me, we pretty much agreed, so that's kind of fun. <laughs> well, you, it's because you brought these other great board games into it. You're like, oh, Puerto Rico's not that great. Puerto Rico's amazing! Whatever. So, <laughs> I think you, Andy, proved your own point when you said that you played this game 100 times. It is not the game's fault or talks about the quality of the game that you overplayed it. It actually speaks about the quality of the game. How many games can you play a hundred times in this industry? And that is also the other strength of Dominion is it plays so quickly that you, um, it it takes like 15 minutes. Now I know you have Andy time, so I understand that it probably takes longer for you, but most people can play a game of Dominion in 15, 20 minutes, especially a two player game. And you can't dismiss how important that is uh, for any game to give you the type of depth that Dominion does and that amount of time. It is, uh, it still holds weight and it's still great even to this day. I will say one of the problems I've got with it is that it, it started to jump the shark a little bit with all the expansions. There were so many expansions and they happened so fast. It felt like a cash grab, which um, I think it kind of was. Um, but maybe that ruined it for me a little bit too. You didn't have to buy it. Yeah, well, it- well, and even then, even then, not, yes, 100%, you don't have to buy them. And that's, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about this industry as a whole. I know it's really bad for all the board game makers, but you don't have to buy all the games, people. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it has issues, honestly, that are self-inflicted. Like, they just, there's so many expansions that it's like, you want to own them because you're like, oh, it adds all this extra variety. But then it just adds more problems of like, uh, 
you know, what cards go well together? What's going to make a good game? It's not as curated. Like it sounds so great on the, on the base level, but then when you start actually diving in it, it starts having problems because of it. So it's, it, it's, it's a very weird game, but again, I, it, it, when you play it straight or even like, well, that's what we did for hundreds of times, like any was time on when it first came out, like base game straight, take out yeah. the, uh, what was it called? Uh, there's one game that made Alchemy. everyone have three cards. The witch. Okay. Take out no, the witch. It wasn't witch. It was, um, Oh, the rabble. Oh, oh, the, the three rabble. cards one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever uh, that one was. Alicia that one I hated because it was just like, yeah. do you want to make your game 50% longer? Play with yeah. this card. Oh, but, I, but otherwise it was great. I played so. with that and my uh, cousin was playing and he literally, that's all he would buy. We played that Ugh. entire game where our hand was just one card every single round. The the winning score of that game was three points, and everybody else had like negative six. It was just, it was insanity. Yeah, and wasn't fun at all. But he had a good time. He laughed. I, I did play with, I did play with some people that would take out the mean cards like the witch because <laughs> oh we don't want to hurt people's feelings. You know, but that's whatever. Well, actually, I'll say a couple good things about Dominion. Is Daniel brought it up? It is fast. It's quick. There you, you go. Can, Just like ticket to ride. If you're not enjoying yourself, you can get it done really quick. And you can talk during it. It's a very social game. You can talk about other things. And besides that, even if you have different quality of players playing the game, a lot of times it's like, well, you got the advantage. You went after so-and-so. It's his first time playing. He set you up. You don't really set anybody up in Dominion either. That's true. You're playing your own game. Everybody else is playing their own game and just let the best man win what have you so yeah. if, if you get if you're just facilitating the game like i said i like to do with terraforming mars i do that a lot with dominion too i'm just there talking with people and try, oh, let me try let me just make some good combos or something and you know whatever when the game ends the game ends you know what the uh, problem is though the problem with dominion is it has been beaten to death just kind of like we've done to this topic so let's yeah, we move on to the final <laughs> segment all right well John, i will say let move us, on then but let me shout out to our uh, viewers and let them know hey let us know what you think about dominion it's an older game i'm sure you've had a chance to play it what have what do you feel does it hold up or um is it deserved to be cast out like yesterday's chaff or judas okay. or judas <laughs> yesterday's judas that's the yeah, phrase that's, that's the, the new phrase, phrase. Judas. like yesterday's that's judas gonna, that's gonna have to be a new con, new phrase we use <laughs> yeah that, that that's, that's awesome. a thing that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's move on Let's do move on. And uh, our final segment, final game we're going to have is about gaming outdoors. I don't know about you guys, but a lot of times on these gaming websites, I have seen people talk about, hey, we're going camping. This is our game selection. Hey, we're at the pool. This is what we're going to play today. We're in Puerto Rico playing Puerto Rico outdoors. <laughs> we're what have you. Or the suggestions, you know, hey, we are going to go camping. What should we take? What should we throw in the bag? And there's many different takes on this. I'm going to try to avoid giving all my takes, but until it's around to my turn. But what do you guys think? Is gaming outdoors something you do, something you don't do, something you recommend? What would you recommend? Wherever you want to go with this topic, it's kind of wide open. I don't think we'll revisit it again. But we'll uh, we'll start with Chris over here, old man Chris. Do you play any old man games outdoors? What do you do? Oh man, I mean, I mean, as an old man and taking care of all my knickknacks, uh, it, it's hard for me to do because I'm worried my stuff's going to get broken outside. So, uh, so that certainly is something to consider. But so that when you said the game by the pool, I just, I mean, I about had a stroke. I was just like, no, that's a no. I mean, may, maybe I'll play like you know, like a hive or something, and play have some, like, tiles that are indestructible or something. But like other than that, I ain't playing at the pool. Um, 
uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's like the like a high risk, high reward situation. Like if you can execute the outdoor game, yeah, I don't think there's probably a better way to play. Honestly, um, you got nature going on, and you know, feel cool breeze and everything, everything going great. Sure, but like, it's just it's just it's high high risk, high reward. Um, you know, but but I do like the idea of you know having a couple. I mean, uh, talking about specific camping, like I think those are some good situations. I think for those though, you're looking for, I think you're looking more for card games, stuff like that, um, that that are easy to set up, tear down um, for a lot of reasons. And so, I mean, again, high risk, high reward. I think it's the best way to describe it. Um, I'm for it, but it just you got to find that right game, got to find the right situation um so it's 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 the it's the peak but it's tough to do uh what, what do you got andy well uh yeah chris thanks for uh for saying that i i kind of agree with you that uh it, it is the idea of playing outdoors sounds wonderful it sounds lovely right i mean you know especially if nice weather nice nice gentle breeze but that gentle breeze could quickly take everything away and, and that's the problem with the card games even you know i I've tried playing some card games outside and, and putting games on tables, and especially, I guess maybe it's just because of the part of the country we're in, too, where it can be super windy sometimes. It's just like it just doesn't work. Um, there are games that have worked for me, though. So one of them, and now this might be controversial because I know you guys have very strong opinions about what you can and cannot count as a logged game, um, but I have logged this game, so deal with it. Um, the game is, and uh, <laughs> I can't think of the name of it. It's that, it's that lawn game. It's the the Viking lawn, lawn game. Cob, Cob, K K O O P. Coop, Cob, Coop, Coop. Yeah, Warnhall? I don't know if we're pronouncing that Viking right, but you know what I'm talking shoes. about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And and so Warnall. I've logged that game. I consider that a game that I've played outside and I really enjoy. You don't think that's John? John obviously has given me a, a dirty look for game. that because that's just what he does. It's it's a game. It's 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 a board. It's made of wood. It's made of wood. <laughs> yeah, it's made of wood. Wow. Anyway, um, but I will say I went on a river trip uh, a year ago, and I had to take some games with me because I just had to. And I, I was taking it with some friends that had not played much before, and I was trying to get them into the hobby. And this was, I mean, this was kind of a rustic uh, river trip, right? We went on a raft and took everything with us, so I had to package it up real small. I took this little uh, plastic box that was waterproof, and I put three games in there. I took all the components of these three games. They were King Domino. Uh, which worked out really well. Now, it obviously wasn't waterproof, but uh, once I got it out, the uh, the cardboard pieces uh, didn't fly around because they're a little bit heavier, and so that that worked out really well. That was a fun game to play. Uh, I also brought No Thanks, which is a card game, but it's a, a simple little card game that's just a blast, and you can get anybody to play No Thanks. And the other one that I took was uh, Las Vegas, and Las Vegas is a great game for outside. I mean, there are some cards, but I mean, mostly it's just a dice game, and, and you can play that on a table, and it's it's not a big deal, no, no problem. And again, the nice thing about those games they're all fairly inexpensive games, so if something were to go wrong with the parts, well, you're not out, you're not out a ton of money. It's not like you're uh, taking some huge game with a bunch of miniatures outside. So there you go. Those are my thoughts, Daniel. All right. Well, gaming outside. My first question is why? Why do you want to game outside? Board gaming is innately an indoor activity. You don't go outside and go, hey, you want to play an Xbox 360 in the middle of a campfire? <laughs> no. You're outside. Enjoy being outside. Enjoy those activities. Um, also, you, you have the conditions of nature that just make almost any game un unplayable. Most people say, I'm actually proud of Andy for thinking of some really unique uh, games to take on his camping trip. Because normally what we hear is, oh, just play Hive. 
It's like, yeah, because all it is is little tiles. And it's like, you're, you're not only are you not enjoying being outside and enjoying what God has created, you are literally playing like the leftover games, the games you would never play any other time. So you're like, yeah, I want to get my friends into the hobby. I'm going to show them this really cool game that I play well with my, you know, eight-year-old son because this is all that I'm willing to risk. So why are we always looking for ways to play games? Just enjoy the moment. Enjoy what is happening. Keep your games at home and uh, play them when you get home. And when you're outside, go, go for a swim and don't leave no thanks in your pocket. <laughs> Daniel, the, the beauty about board games is, is that you can enjoy the moment with board games. That would make that's what makes a good board game. It's a social, interactive experience. It it is fun. I mean, don't say they're mutually exclusive. You go, you're talking about playing an Xbox 360. That has nothing to do with this conversation. It just does. It has everything. No, it does. Indoor activity. You're doing outside. It has everything to do with this. Board games are indoors. They're meant for indoors. Period. Done. I win. Thank you. <laughs> all right that's that sends it back to me and i'm gonna i'm gonna be like chris here i'm gonna this is this is uh story time with jungle jack um that Reiner, let me tell you a story <laughs> let me tell you a story about uh my dad who was a world war ii veteran and he spent a winter outside in germany and swore to himself if i ever get back alive i will never spend another night outdoors as long as i live and he was true to that we were not a camping family we were not an outdoors family to me outdoors is for sports it's for going to sporting events and that's about it you go outside to play tennis you go outside to play golf you go outside to play softball you don't go outside to play a board game and the limited times that i've had where i've played games outside it's been when I went on some cheesy father-son camping thing with my with my son, and it was at it's this little park that's next to the city pool, and so you stayed in your tent, you walked around downtown, <laughs> and you came back to your campsite, and you swam in the pool, and then when it got really late, we went underneath the uh, camp, what do you call it, the shelter, where they have all the tables, so you had a shelter with tables, and we played the one game that I brought that I bought just to play there, and that was Battleship the Card Game, because I couldn't care less what happens to Battleship the Card Game. <laughs> and so if anybody else wanted to play it, take it. Go ahead. We're done with it. Return it if you want to. It doesn't really matter. It was two bucks at Target. Have fun with it. And so that's real. To me, your, my advice is bring a game you don't care if you lose. Bring a game you don't care if it gets destroyed. Uh, but... For the most part, I agree with Daniel. Do something else outside. You're outside for a reason. Do something else. Play play cornhole or whatever it is that Andy was trying to remember. And but you don't have to log it because it's not. I log cornhole. I log cornhole. You do not log cornhole. You can't log cornhole. There's no I, way that's on PGG. I, I thought about logging. I call shenanigans on that one. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> Go log badminton like Andy does and play that outside. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. One more thing. There are a couple games I forgot that play really well outside and and are very social so playing a game like time's up around a campfire would be amazing playing a game uh, a, sec a secret uh, uh, hitler or a hidden role game uh, you, you played mafia or werewolves around you you Who's log werewolves don't you that's a board game it's in the category anyway you play that outside yeah no i could see a social deduction game yeah I, i'll give you time's up that. and werewolf or something those are those are those are okay or mafia de cuba no 
Hey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's the best one of all of them. That was a cheap pop by Andy, but I'll recognize it. <laughs> <laughs> it has oh, nothing oh, to do with who's you. possibly giving out points today, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that what that was about? I will say our oh. uh, new point giver is pretty harsh today. <laughs> Just, have you guys Man, looked at these pretty scores? Low, it looks like. It looks like uh, as as the show is uh is coming to a conclusion, a conclusion here we need to recap the score we forgot to recap the scores but it's okay you saw them the whole time so unfortunately i only had six points Man. i don't i don't know how i didn't gain any points on that last debate because i gaming outside uh i i brought on some strong points and i don't understand it. anyways but anyways i had six points so whatever i'm I, i'm the loser but so is john <laughs> and chris because there are three losers in the show and only one winner and that happens to wow. be andy barnett with nine Whopping points, couldn't even get Man. to double digits. So what a, it was a shallow victory! <laughs> he had a positive applaud himself. <laughs> but the floor, sir, is yours. Take it away. Well, if I may, I'd like to uh, now pontificate or bloviate uh, about something. And today I want to talk to you about digital board games. So digital board games, it's been quite the trend, uh, especially really blew up uh, during COVID when people had to be apart from each other. And I, look, I'll give it uh, credit where credit's due. That was really neat. That was fun during those first uh, couple of months, especially when everybody was really isolating to uh, be able to play games together. However, I will say now that I, uh, it, by and large, unless there's another pandemic, I'm done with digital board games. I, they ruin perfectly good games because they make the process so easy. Now, I understand for some people, maybe that's a plus. They think, oh, well, I, why would I want to play Ticket to Ride now? Or what, why would I want to, you know, a, a great example would be uh, uh, Through the Ages. Um, that one is, is such a cube pusher. But, you know, once people play it online, they're like, I don't want to play it in person because I, I, why would I take all the time to push those cubes and set that up? There's something peaceful and joyful about the setup and about the pushing the cubes and the uh, the calmness, the peace, and getting away from the screens. I am I'm becoming more and more not a fan of digital board games, and uh, so I, I want to know how you feel about this. But uh, I'm concerned. I'm concerned that it is actually hurting our industry. I know some people will say that. Well, no, no, it's helping because people are learning to play the games digitally, and then they're going and buying them. Are they? Are they my friends? Are people still getting together? Or, or, or is what's going to happen is what happened to uh, my love of video games when I was younger, which is we used to get together and play as a group. We'd play LAN parties. And then this little thing called World of Warcraft came out and high-speed internet. And everyone was at home just playing by themselves. And I'm afraid that that's what's going to happen with digital board games. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not on the digital board game uh, bandwagon at this point. So there you go. That's what I have to say. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what you think. <laughs> we would I'd appreciate all love, your vote. <laughs> we would all love to hear what you guys think. And one of the ways you can do that is by leaving a comment down below. And as we are about to introduce a new segment into our show, we're going to read some of your comments. Um, and uh, also, uh, like, subscribe, and do all that good stuff. So, uh, But before we do that, I may have jumped the gun. Anybody want to say anything to Andy? I feel like he needs a hug after that. Oh, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't i don't think it's uh the internet or specifically i mean i do think it's world of warcraft that in that uh ruined it for andy but that's because world of warcraft's a cooperative game so that's why mm. that's why it was a problem unless you're on it's a true. pvp server yeah but even then the pvp servers were not good enough yeah it's not really <laughs> i wanted harsh things i wanted like if you killed someone they lose everything everquest was your game that's what you should have been playing because you lost everything you lost levels you lost your stuff people would loot your body it was it was brutal. Like, it was the wild west out there. 
<laughs> well, all right. Well, I think it's uh, darn. Can we get to some some comments here. Yeah. Well, I've got one comment for you guys okay. that was uh, given to us by a man named uh, Nick Seal, if that's his real name. <laughs> and if this was in response to my play shelf trade, which after today is still the best play shelf trade we've had. And that was about, and it was in reaction to Seven Wonders. I wonder how you guys react, what do you guys think about this comment? But he said, Seven Wonders Architects kicks its predecessor off the shelf. I've never, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone think that Architects was a replacement for the actual Seven Wonders. I mean, I like both of them. I like, I've played, I play Architects way more often because you can play it with people easier and quicker. And, you know, it's, it's just easier to get some more of a filler game. But what do you guys think? Is that really replaced? Do you think that would really replace Seven Wonders? I mean, I played Architects, and it's <laughs> you. We want to talk about what's a board game. Is Seven Wonders Architect even a board game? Oh, <laughs> like, please! You're making three choices. Do I do I Give take this card or break. this card? You just no, no. The Seven Wonders is better than Architects, and Seven Wonders Duels is vastly better than both of them. <laughs> and I think everybody agrees with me. You yeah, absolutely I, I, nailed it. Uh, out of the Seven Wonders uh, genre, Seven Wonders Duel is by far and away the best. Yeah. I got tired of Seven Wonders regular after a while, and Seven Wonders Architects, holy crap, man, I'd rather go play Solitaire. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, again, Seven Wonders Duel is the best, but i got to be honest, I, because other people already own the game uh, in my playgroups, I've never actually owned Seven Wonders. And so... Uh, recently my wife was at a game, a board game night and we played architects and she really liked it. And so like, she even was halfway interested in buying it or, you know, wanting us to get it. And then I kind of was like, yeah, it's all right. But like, it's real expensive for what it is, but I gotta be honest, like if money was aside, like, I don't know. I kind of like architects and one seven regular seven wonders about the same, like they're different, but I don't know. Like. Yeah. You know, it, it, it kind of facsimile. It's a kind of facsimile of the original and a little bit quicker. And sure. I don't know if you really like 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 production and stuff. The nice little trays and everything is kind of cool. So I don't know. Uh, Chris was talking about production. Now I've seen that they have copies where you literally are building your monument, like with three D printed. Ooh, oh, so now yeah, I'm that's in. what I'm now saying. I'm that's what I yeah. See, so there you go. Uh, all right. I literally played solitaire the other day, and it was more fun. I, I, I'm not kidding. I, I don't I, think you really played solitaire. So no, I switched. From, so here's the funny story, John. I recently switched. I'm going back to a PC after being on a Mac for years and years now. I'm going back to my roots as a PC owner. Don't, I got a PC laptop. Don't tell laptop. me you played solitaire on your. PC. That's the first thing that popped up after I installed that it. That ruins uh, the experience. Solitaire. Andy. That ruins the experience. You have to play it with the darn cards on a table. <laughs> <laughs> now you'll never play solitaire again in real life. So, Ruins so, it. so please tell me you were playing with like the Windows 3.1 skin. That's, that's the only way to play. The only way to play. Uh, it was moving super fast. It was a little too fast, honestly. <laughs> we needed some more built-in Andy time. That's right. <laughs> Computer, slow down. Uh. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, All let's right. finish this off with birth board game birthdays. Um, so there's some other shows that we might be modeled after that used to like to go around and say happy birthday to the people in the industry. But we don't know people in the industry and we don't really care. So what we want to do is give a shout out to all of the uh, all of the board games that came out this month. Uh, not all of them, but a few of them. So I want to just uh, give a happy birthday to Vast. It was came out in 2016, so it turned six this month. 
and Vast is the first game uh, that put leader games on the map. And if it wasn't for Vast, we wouldn't have Root. So you know what? Happy birthday, Vast. We owe you a whole bunch. And I want to I want to give a shout out to Zombie Side. It turned the big dime ten years old this month. And I just want to thank it for ruining Kickstarter and everything that it could be because every game had to have 8,000 miniatures and hardly any gameplay. So thanks, Zombicide! Uh, my uh, birthday shout-out is for Nothing Personal, which is probably one of the older games in my collection because it came out in 2013. And so he's... he's nine-year-old baby boy right there i guess not a baby boy anymore <laughs> no but none of you played nothing personal but it's a lot of fun it's a gangster game so that's why i own it and but man is the rule book trash you get you almost have to downline download rules online because oh it, the rule book is almost well, done nine unplayable. years to improve itself so <laughs> exactly but yeah it's great fun it's great fun andy what do you got Hashtag thanks, Tom Vassell. Um, yeah, it's funny because he always hates, he's always dogged games that have bad rule books. That one yeah. is one of the worst. So, uh, no, the, uh, the the game I'm going to go is one we showed love earlier in the, uh, in the show, and that was Dominion. Dominion, uh, as of this month, turns 14 years old. That's right. Came out in 2008. Good old Dominion. All right. Well, guys, thank you for sticking around. Remember, uh, subscribe. Let us know uh, what part of the show you like, what things that we maybe even be able to change. We might listen to you, maybe you not. Go. Who knows? But Certainly. you know what? We appreciate that you listened, and we appreciate that you're subscribing. And until next time, we will see you around the board. Power to the people. We will get them to play TNXX. See Work this, with me. This review is coming soon. <laughs> there goes the show notes.